You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast. Before we get into this, I think it's about time, and, and, and Paddy's putting me to shame because today is an away day in the cottage, and as we all know, you need to give the, the away team the respect by wearing a suit on the sideline. And Paddy is wearing a suit in the in the team sheet tantrum today, <laughs> giving Fulham the full respect. Also, Fulham is a pretty uppity-duppity type of part of London as well. So, you know, wearing that suit will probably get you into the hostilities after the game if you were over there too. So, uh, uh, thanks for... And, and you know what? Thanks for showing the respect to, the, to our viewers as well, Paddy, for wearing a shirt, unlike me. Well, you see, it's also shown the respect to, to people who show their faces on Sky Sports News. You have to kind of dress up, you know, and kind of look the part when, when you're being put to shame. It's but in fairness, uh, you, you dressed appropriately in your Villa gear, which was pretty cool. <laughs> and as uh, like the rumour mill is already running that maybe you were at an interview in Villa Park earlier on today for maybe a, a big job in... Uh, in the dugout yourself, so that's look. It's well, only no. what the comments are saying, Paddy. It's only they, what the they comments couldn't. Are they couldn't possibly hold it in Villa Park. Sure, everyone would know about it. <laughs> I must yeah, say, the food in the Belfry is quite good, though. <laughs> there it is. There it is. People pick up on that. Um, yeah. Oh, listen, uh, Matt. Thank you so much. Straight in after that, Matt Allen. Really appreciate that. Wow. Uh, that's amazing. Thank you so much. And uh, yes, hopefully that is a, a precursor to a good win today. Uh, as I say, it's uh, so guys, look, as I say, it is going to be Aston Villa versus Fulham today. That's not news to anybody. But I think what uh, what will be news is in six minutes time when the team sheet is announced, because like 
we can say what we want about Steven Gerrard, but the team sheet tantrum has been pretty fruitful for us since he's been manager because, you know, you kind of never, there, there is always a surprise somewhere along the line. And sometimes the surprise is keeping the team exactly the same as it was the week before. And um, I said last night, I think there, I think he could spring a surprise in attack. And I woke up this morning and it was running around the back of my head as to who he would play as his front three. And I think the smart decision is to play the same front three that he played against Chelsea um, and not to change it up. So I don't really know like what way I'm going to feel when I initially see Ben Bopendi and Coutinho starting and mm-hmm. uh, Ings up front today. But it's going to be interesting, I think, one way or another, Paddy. Well, I don't think he, I don't think he plays both Buendia and Coutinho, but I do no, envisage no, I don't think I so. do envisage he starts as mate without a shadow of a doubt he starts as mate, and uh, it's unfortunate because I believe that the performance that was put in last week, you know, I I I have always said that you you don't change a team that's either winning or playing very well, and I thought we played very well last week, so it would be unfortunate to see. A change and hopefully it won't come to that and we'll just have to cross our fingers that in four minutes time that does not steam coming out of my ears and I'm pulling this sh- sh- collar off my short because I'm so, so annoyed. I think yeah. I would be genuinely annoyed and frustrated if, if he was to change it because I think if we, if we played, played like we did last week, we win today at a canter and that's what needs to happen. Regardless, and, and this I said on... on... And and Sky Sports News this morning is this. Oh, you're on Sky Sports News this morning, Neil, are you? My doppelganger. My doppelganger. <laughs> but they, this is kind of what I say. I was asked as a must-win game, and I said, like, it doesn't really matter who is... It doesn't really matter who's wearing the shirts, or who's in the dugouts, whatever. For every single Aston Villa fan, every game is a must-win game. And it's not, it's not a case that you can pick and choose what games that you want to win. You want to win them all because you never know when you're going to win because we never beat the teams around us. And sometimes we get a fluky one against the teams uh, at the top of the league. So, mm. you know, and that they come very infrequently. Like, it's not like we get one every year. Jesus, it took us, what, nearly 20 years to beat Man, Man United um, for a while. So, like, so, so we need to beat the teams around us. Aston Villa have always fed off the scraps of the teams around them. In, sorry, I won't say always. In the last 10, 15 yeah. years, that's what they've fed. That's what they've made, made most of their gains. And and like Fulham are no different to that. And, and like every game, the Fulham's going to be a must win. Brentford's going to be a must win. Newcastle's going to be a must win. Brighton's going to be a must win. And I know Newcastle and Brighton are flying high at the top of the league at the moment, but we're still in the same pool with those guys when you look at the greater infrastructure that teams mm. have. And in fact, to be honest with you, we're ahead of them infrastructurally, and what from what what kind of a juggernaut that the club could be. It's just we're not seeing the seeing the results on the field. So this is definitely a must win game today. And every time we play a team that doesn't have Manchester at the start of it, it doesn't have a, um, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, or Liverpool at the start of it. We should be looking to beat that team, and we've we're capable. We've it's quite capable of beating any of those teams that don't have the prefixes that I just mentioned there as well. And regardless who's in the dugout or regardless who's wearing the shirts. We should be looking to beat every single team that uh, that languishes in around us in the league. And, and that's, the point, that. that's the point I alluded to last night. If we can go out and play so negatively against the teams that we should be beating, and then play like that against Chelsea, it's inexcusable, really. If he mm. reverts back to that today, I think I'm gonna. I think I think a tantrum is on the way. The the only decision I I wouldn't be annoyed at is a change to the midfield and that could happen 
Um, but we, we'll wait and see now in a couple of minutes. But I, I wouldn't be, um, I wouldn't be too disappointed to see Den Donker come in there alongside Luis and Ramsey or Luis and McGinn, whoever that is. I'd, lo- I'd like to see him get a run. Um, I think I think tonight could be the night for him. So that that for me is the only change I would make. Whoever that's at the expense of is is up to yourself, any mini money mo. But yeah. the, the 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 front three has to stay the same. Hundred yeah. percent has to stay the same. Prior to even seeing the team, I'm still sticking with my two one Aston Villa because I like genuinely he could himself Gary Mack and. And um and Neil Cutler could all talk out tonight. And I still think this is no disrespect to Fulham, who have been really overachieving this season. They've had some really good performances from like Zimitrovic, Tim Ream, uh, Palinia, who's a fantastic player. But this mm. this team is good enough. The team and the group of players are good enough. I and mean, it's about getting a song out of them. It really is. And I think that we should be going out there to win it, regardless of who's there. I think we're coming close to a team. Uh, announcement. We're coming close to it anyway. Oh, of course, I always do that. I always click on the big red X when I don't want to click on the big red X. Um, <laughs> but we do have a starting eleven, and you know what that means? Cover your ears if you're if you don't like the team alert, because here it comes. And the team alert is here. Uh, we have an. Oh my god! Oh Martinez, my god! <laughs> Look who the picture is. <laughs> Wasn't expecting this. Kanza at right back. Bernarek, Vings and Young make up the the back four. McGinn, Douglas, Louise and Ramsey with Bailey, Ings and Watkins. We spent all our time, Paddy. We spent all our time talking about would he make changes up top. And then here we go. Springs a surprise. Starts Bernarek and Kanza. Next question here, Paddy, is are we playing three at the back? Well, what doesn't make sense to me here is that Matt Cash is... Sorry, I'm leaning away here because I can't see... Yeah, sorry, the substitutes there, I'll, I'll call them out, are Olsen, yeah. Cash, Sansan, Buendia, Chambers, Nakamba, Coutinho, Dendonker and Archer. Oh, there we go. That makes it a bit better, a bit easier to see. Okay. So Robin Olsen, Matty Cash, Sansan, Buendia, Chambers, Nakamba, Coutinho, Dendonker and Archer are on mm. the bench. Lamar Bogard steps out off the bench. Um, so for this what we could potentially be looking at here is the three at the back in Conza, Bednarak and Mings. We could be looking at Ashley Young on the right and McGinn on the left. And then... or, or, because he did play this uh, play in this position for Leverkusen before, Leon Bailey did play as a wing-back. Now, mm. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying I want that. In fact, it was one of the biggest reasons why, he, why himself and Peter Bosch, um, I'm not going to say they fell out, but they used to come to... Put it this way, I don't think Craig Butler was too happy with him ever playing in that position. Um, but when is Craig Butler really ever happy about any position that Leon <laughs> Bailey plays in? It could be something like that, like that. But I yeah. I I don't see John McGinn not being in midfield because I there's no way that you just play Douglas Lewis and Jacob Ramsey there um in, in that midfield. I, mm. I, I would more say I think that Bailey is probably going to be brought back and we're going with two strikers and this could be a 5-2-3-1. Or we're really overthinking it and it's just the exact same formation as normal. A, but yeah. he just he puts Kanza it's back not, right back. Change at all. Um, it, could, it could be just the management of Matty Cash's time on the pitch because he played a full game yeah. the other day and we want him again on Sunday. So it may be just a case of let's switch it up that way and put Kanza in it right back. What was the story with Cash? Was it his hamstring? Um, 
We've had so many injuries. I've absolutely game. forgotten what it was. Yeah. It may yeah. have been a hamstring, yeah. So three games in a week might be a little bit too much. But obviously, the, what screams out here is is, is three centre-half. So are, are we looking at a, at a three centre-backs? I don't know. Um, having a, having Bednarak in there, I would rather see Bednarak up against Mitrovic. I don't think he'd let him under his skin like yeah, Mings would. Yeah, I think so too. So I think, I think there could be a little bit of that in there as well. But look, as I said, I said to you last night, I, I'll make a decision ten minutes into the game when I see how we're how we're playing and how we're lined up. But yeah. I I don't see any reason why this team doesn't go and beat Fulham tonight. I'm the same. Um, I I just I just can't for the life of me say that we're going to lose this game. And if we do, there's going to be serious questions asked of the team and of the manager. There will be hell to pay. Um, uh, if this if this is a last night, I think, and I think rightfully so, rightfully so. Um, Chris Chris Thayer says Neil thinks we're going to score twice in the game. I didn't say we were going to score tw- two goals for Aston Villa. I said Aston Villa will win two one because the good old OG could be our top scorer at the end of today <laughs> with two own goals, and then we have an we have two own goals as opposed to seven people on one goal. So uh, <laughs> I'll take it whatever way they come. I'll take them whatever. If a big gust of wind blows a kick out back in over over Brent Leno's head, head I'll take that as well. Uh, I'm all for whatever. Take it whatever way it comes. But let's look at some of your comments there. I'm actually going to take. Uh, actually, we won't for the moment. We will in a minute, but just uh, at this moment in time, I am going to stop sharing screen and I'm going to share up the Fulham, Fulham team first. And then we'll take a look at some of your comments. So Fulham team is... I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Look, a proper team, a proper football club. Absolute proper football club. None of this numerical order crack that, that happens in, in some of these fake football clubs. A proper football club putting it up in proper order. Anyway, Leno, Deckard over Reed on the right-hand side. Another one, Kenny Tete is out injured. Deckard over Reed is in. That might be another reason for maybe if they do go five at the back, I don't know why they would Um, just for that, that reason. But you have Diop and Reem, two big strong men, and then Anthony Robinson on the left-hand side, as we as we spoke about in our in our pre-match. Yeah. Um, Harrison Reed is a very underrated player, a nasty little player inside there. But I, I've always liked to look at him, like to look at him um, in the championship. And uh, he's going to be partnered by Palinia, who everybody knows I think is just fantastic. He's had some start to the season. The elder statesman, William, comes in beside Andreas Pereira, former Manchester United starlet, and the wonderfully named Niskins Cabano. Uh, and then the big man up front in Mitrovic, who scored as many goals as oh. Aston Villa have this season. Uh, the substitutes are Rodak, uh, Mbabu, new, new signing. The Messi of the sky is on the bench in Shane Duffy, who's only gotten three minutes so far. Uh, Tosin Adarebo is there. Tom Kearney, him, that guy, is there. Um, Harris, who oh, I don't know. Uh, Dan James, um, 
Harry Wilson and Vinicius. Uh, yeah. Vinicius is there. Carlos Vinicius is on the bench. Not, not a, a bad squad. One, 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 I don't think, one I don't think we even mentioned last night was Willian because he didn't play last week. Um, no, there he is. I, I, I've, I've the greatest respect for Willian. I think, I think he's been a really good player over the years for Chelsea. And um, didn't do it as much. Was it Arsenal? He went to. He did. Had a failed time at Arsenal. Um, look, this, this is not going to be easy, but it's still a game we should be winning. Um, I have absolutely. I'm bamboozled now to even tell you what way we're going to be lined up. It's going to be a really strange first ten minutes of this game. Hey, guess what, Paddy? We'll know after 15 minutes of a Steven Gerrard coached game what way we set up because, like, that's literally... There's, I, I'm at tattoo status for that at the moment um, about how many times I've said it. So, let's co- let's let's pop in uh, to see some of your comments there based on what we've seen. So, Sai says, Bednarek in for someone tonight. Uh, asking his cash out again. I'm not quite sure. Is he... Uh, he's on the bench, but I'm not quite sure. So bench, I think, I think yeah. that is... I think the reason is, Paddy, that he's... Uh, I think, as Paddy said, should I say, they're managing his minutes. Um... Matt says that Ben Yorak versus Mitrovic makes sense. Um, where else are we? Yeah, AVFC Stato agrees with me. Thinks that Leon Bailey could be wing back. I, I think, like, it just kind of makes sense considering Stephen Gerrard did throw out out of nowhere and unprompted that he might be looking to play three at the back at some stage in the near future. And look, if a manager is trying to save his job, he'll try anything. So, as I say, we will know quite soon if that is going to be the case. Um, yeah. Sorry there, guys. Um, yeah, a lot of people think that it's going to be Kanz out right back. I, I, I think the same. I, I, it, it could as easily be that way. This also gives us a small bit of fluidity as well. Two go three at the back, maybe. Maybe we go three at the back when we're in it in defence, and uh, sorry, when we're in attack and four at the back, then we get cat or. Ashley Young is better at getting back into position than Leon Bailey, so it just kind of gives us a small bit of fluidity. If Kanza tucks in and we, we do mm-hmm. play that three at the back when we're going forward, it gives us a five-man midfield as opposed to a, uh, as opposed to a, a, a three-man midfield or four-man midfield, even should I say, as opposed to a three-man midfield. And then when we're getting back, it also allows us not to be caught out too much with Mitrovic up there in his own. Yeah. And I think that's probably that's probably sensible management to, to have that transition because... That's one of the things I've been screaming at and giving out about for, for an awful long time. And everybody has. It's not that I've spotted something that somebody else hasn't. But it's our, like, is he finally learning that our fullbacks being parked up above the, the, the centre circle from the majority of the game is actually affecting um, our play in both the attacking and the defending sense? Because if you have both your fullbacks up there, it's almost a beacon that you're going to go wide every so often. And also, they're taking up space for people to run, run diagonals too and our forwards have shown that they can't win their own ball in the in a physical tussle up there. So we need people running diagonals and running off players. And we saw a bit of that against Chelsea as well. So maybe there's finally there's something kind of beginning to uh, to, to kind of creep through in a change of formation or a change of of, um, of tactical style there as well. Um, where else are we? A good question and a question I think that that it makes sense is what has Chambers done to not start? Yeah. I think well, a, lot, a, lot of, yeah, a lot of people... The explanation I have for that is that Cons uh, is on a roll. He's he's done quite well. It would be bad for his confidence if they took him out there. But I really think the telling factor here is putting Bednarak in to annoy the shit out of Mitrovic and wind him up. Mm-hmm. And that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. 
Matt, Matt says that he's playing Bednarek versus Mitrovic and Kanza has in better form than Cash are overthinking. I, I don't know, is that strictly true? Because, as I said, Cash was oh. rested from training during the week this week as well. Um, so it, there could be something in that. I just don't think it's as simple as being in better form. Um, but yes, I do think that Benrak is going to be in there and told, literally hop up on top of Mitrovic's back and let him take you for a piggyback around the mm. field if you want. As long as he doesn't get the ball, we'll be okay because he is on top form at the moment and he is a lethal striker for sure. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, where else are we looking? Where else are we looking there, guys? Um, bu- 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 uh, very defensive. Sorry, this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, fantastic um, <laughs> podcasting, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Diavolo Ukrainio uh, <laughs> uh, says, I think I think Jared is very worried about Mitrovic getting an early goal from a set piece. And if he isn't, he should be. We go down 1 0 early and we're toast. I 1 million percent think this. We've shown no aptitude to come back from from being a goal down so far this season. And I mm. think I don't see anything to change change tonight either. We get, we need to get out into a lead. And even the games we have gotten out into a lead in this season, we've been pegged back. So I think it's very important that we do that. We get a goal early like we were doing at the start of the season, except this time we take uh, we take the opportunity to defend after we score that goal. And uh, yes, I, I do think Gerard should be worried about Mitrovic and should be worried about an early goal because we have a punch on to, to concede those lately as well. For sure. Um is the jumper duo washed? It's been washed. It has been washed. <laughs> and I've already had it on. I've already had it on this morning and today. So it's uh it's not like it's uh it's not like there's green stink lines and cartoons coming off it or anything. So you know, I came fresh out of the dryer this morning, so it's all good. It's all good. Um Paddy, I suppose look, well we we were looking at the at the Fulham team there a moment ago and uh we just like you know it's only when you go down through that team that you go, listen, there's 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 this a talented squad there, and that's not being patronizing. It's just it kind of crept up on us. Well it crept up on me, should I say. The signings that they made were in pivotal positions and they were good um experienced signings that they made. Like we've we spoke about Bert Leno. Um I think he's a fantastic signing for the for from the the price that they are uh, the, the, yeah. the, the the value they got him for, and uh, you know how how much of an experience he has. Like that's exactly what you want from a team that's coming up. And um, Issa Diop, another good signing from West Ham. You know, just somebody who's been in the league, and yeah, he's not going to go be Paolo Maldini, but he's going to hold his own in a foot race and in a, and in a um, a tussle with anybody under underneath a high ball. So you mm. know that kind of stuff is what what teams need. And I think a lot of teams that that come up. Bar Aston Villa have kind of taken a leaf out of Watford's book because even though Watford did go down, what they did do is they tried to just buy physically imposing players in a lot of positions. And sometimes that's what you need when you when you we, uh, weave them in around the likes of the Williams, the Andreas Pereiras, the um, you know even the the Anthony Reeds. The fact that he's such an attacking left back there and he is somebody who's going to get get very very high up the field. You know you need to have those sturdy guys in your team. And I think when Villa came up first. That's kind of what we were missing outside of outside of a, a Tyrone Mings. We just didn't have that sturdiness down through the spine. But I think the Fulham might have it today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, someone asked about their home form. That's what I was trying to check there. Actually, do you know what? I couldn't give a shit. We have to go. And, we have to go and win this game. Um, I we haven't had the best of records at the cottage over the years. Um, I know we spoke about that game where we won three 0 when we came back up into the Premier League. But 
tonight has to be denied. Tonight has to be denied. It comes together. Um, I'm I'm seriously seriously thinking we're going to score the two goals tonight. Seriously thinking it's going to happen. Wow. Uh, where they come from scoring two goals in one game or be well, still my beating heart, Patrick. Be still my beating heart. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we're going to need two goals. I think they will score themselves. Yeah. They, they've enough. They've enough in the tank to di- to dictate the play for long periods of this game as well. And um, they've got some really good players in there. And um, Paulinia is going to give us a rough night. Willian will hold up the ball and doesn't give it away too often. So it's not going to be easy. Big battles in there, uh, especially around the midfield. Uh, Mitrovic against Bednarak. I anticipate. I'd be surprised if he's left with uh, Tyrone Mings, but we'll, we'll we'll see soon enough. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna go for a two-one win tonight. Oh, that's, there's there an echo in this room. I could have swore I said a two-one win too. Yeah, <laughs> I don't fancy us for a clean sheet, but I definitely think we're, we're gonna score more than them. Um, like I, I I firmly believe. If we, if we lose this game tonight, it's it's Stephen Jarrett's second last game in charge. They're not going to sack him before Sunday, but he could very well go on Monday. So there's a lot riding on this. We're going to see if the players are going to be playing for him. And uh, yeah, let's go and do it. Absolutely, I think so too. Um, yeah, listen, look, I I think this is this is uh, look. There's a lot riding on this game, not just three points. You know, um, the manager I think will have an awful lot riding in this game. There are certain players here who. We'd probably be looking towards, you know, what this game bring does bring, and if they don't win here, you know that they, like put it this way: there's a pretty stable team there at the moment in the main. But if Steven Gerrard does happen to lose his job for whatever reason, um, there's a lot of players here who could be looking at at January and and, and the World Cup and stuff like that, and going, "Ooh, there might be have to be conversations with people," um, and then I don't want to have to impress somebody new coming in here. So there's a lot riding on games like this, not just the three mm-hmm. points. Um, I hope we get the three points tonight. I hope it doesn't really affect the viewpoint of how things have gone over the last 30, 40 games that we've had here at Aston Villa and um, that if a decision is to be made, it's been made on a full picture. Um, I think Aston Villa, regardless of who's in the dugout, um, have an opportunity to go out and get three three points tonight and, and I hope that is the case. And as Paddy said, I think um, it is going to be a 2-1 win for Aston Villa tonight or I hope it's going to be a 2-1 win for Aston Villa tonight um, at Craven Cottage. So guys, that's going to do it for us. Um, I really appreciate everybody jumping on here. We the bones of 400 people watching, which is once again is brilliant. If you can please give us a thumbs up, I'd really appreciate that. Um, on the on, on the stream here, uh, if you can like the uh, YouTube stream, I would really appreciate that. Also, if you could, um, if you could share around the good, you know that this podcast is actually even on the go, that would be superb. If, if anyone you think you might know might like this, um, and also if you haven't subscribed to the podcast on YouTube, you can just click on the subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything, so don't worry about anything like that. And uh, as I say, we will be back with more content as well. I'm tentatively saying we'll be back with a post match post match podcast. But I'm not sure. So keep an eye on Twitter. I don't know if it's going to be tonight. Um, it may be tomorrow night um, when we are back. Um, so uh, we will put something up on Twitter and we will let you guys know. But if you subscribe and you click on the click on the bell icon, you'll be able to know when we go live anyway. So you won't have to worry about Twitter. So uh, I can't tell you anymore. Just subscribe to the podcast and everything will be fine. It'll be great. Uh, but thanks so much, everybody, for watching. And thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the audio podcast as well. Here's to an Aston Villa win tonight. Let's hope we get those three points and rocket up the table. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And until next time, all that's left to say is up the villa.
Op de villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.